Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, let's get to win. Can you, can you beef up your later. dispute? Because yeah. I might get that right. <laughs> um, Webby, Good morning. No, sorry, I just nodded off. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you must be very tired because you've got to cope with running your family farm as well as the seven sports news department. How's how's it going up there without the Pat, Patrick? Oh, well, since the great, since the great Pat Wells left us, I mean, I was assumed more of a leadership role and, and Patty would know. Uh, <laughs> and you were primed yeah. for it, Webby? You were primed for it. You 16 years under the great Pat Welsh, mate. I've done my apprenticeship. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And I'm, as you would appreciate, Patty, I'm embracing the new role. Yeah. It's, it's just been seamless, now, has it? It has been seamless. I don't feel like I'm doing anything different, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> hey, now, you've got to be careful because Benny Davis has arrived, Webby, and he's, uh, he's here, so he's listening outside in the office here at SEA because he comes on here from 9 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, right, I get it, but he understands too that perhaps, yeah, my leadership role is probably not as prominent as I would like it to be. But yeah, that's right. no, you'd be great support for him. <laughs> All right, let's talk a bit of footy. Yeah, yeah no. We, we had yeah. Pearl on yesterday at the Deadly Choices promo day saying that top four is not, not without reason for the Bronx this year. Well, at the end of the day, they were in the top four before that capitulation. What's your reading of the room, Webby, with the, this this current crop of Bronx? It's a bit hard to read, to be quite honest, um, because if you if we consider what happened last year, and they were top four, and, and, and everyone was very, very hopeful about what might happen. I don't know that we thought they could win a premiership, but certainly it was nice to see them elevated to that position again. A capitulation of that, of that magnitude at that time of year uh, is something to concern yourself about because what causes something like that? Um, and, and the reality is those of us on the outside don't know what, what caused that. Um, Kevy and his coaching staff no doubt do. If they've addressed that, um, you know, there there is, and Pearl's right, even though he's an outside back who really yeah, contributed very little to, to the game of rugby league. Um, but he's right about one thing. It's not, it's not out of the realms of possibility, but simply for the fact that they did it last year. Um, so that that makes it. But, but again, this time of year is a funny time of year where all these predictions are talked about and made, and, and you know, and and we look at trial form and start to think that we know something about a footy side. Where, where the reality is, you won't know, we won't know anything in, until you know, certainly two two thirds of the way through the season. But for the Bronx, it's it's sort of, you know, and I guess this has been said for the last couple of seasons. But but you'd have to think we're reaching somewhere of the zenith of what people will endure in terms yeah. of supporting us uh, without success. And the, the time has come and, and the time for talking about what what's, you know, constitutes a good season, what doesn't, there's past as well. You know, we're due for a premiership. And that and that and nothing short of that um, will allay some of the concerns of our, our long term supporters, whom, you know, we haven't won one since, you know, we we're coming up on two decades since our clubs claimed the silverware and, and you know, for for a club of the Bronco stature, that's too long. And that's a simple fact.
there's a lot of clubs that have gone so far ahead of us. It's 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 even in our mind, my mind, it's hard to see us having the class to beat Penrith, for example, and maybe they're not going to be the top team this year, beating someone like that in a major final. See, I think the thing is what we forget is what it took for Penrith to get to the situation last year where I think they won, did they win three of the premierships? Um, like the, the, uh, the undergrades as well. Yeah. What it takes to actually build a club with that depth. And what, in, in a, if I think back to the era of the Broncos, which I was fortunate enough to be part of, where we were sort of semi-regularly winning the premiership, there was such enormous depth. Uh, and that, that was built on the, on the, on the back of the, of the great Cyril Connolly and his team of, of recruiters. Mm. And that took how long that you know they're probably the better part of seven or eight seasons to build that depth to set up that great run and that's what we've seen with Penrith I mean we don't know because we're not there but if you look back in their history I would imagine some enormously talented people have recruited so so very well and retained a lot of their youngsters obviously got a big base down there to build this fortress that only ever lasts for a while the really, really good clubs. And if you look at the Melbournes, I suppose they're another one that, that you would look at and think well, they've got that right as well. But the platform upon which these dynasties are built takes takes a long time to develop. And and the reality is, I suppose, from the outside looking in once again and um, with the Bronx, you really don't know how far does that depth go. Um, because that's... Like, all, all the clubs have got their best team. is pretty good. You know what I mean? Their, yeah. their best team, if it had a really good run, would probably do something in the competition. You could say that about all the clubs. Where it all comes undone is when inevitably the injuries come uh, and the form slumps and all the rest of it. If you don't have that second tier to go to where you've got some, some players who in that... that that beautiful middle realm where they're, they're probably good enough to be first graders, but they're still learning the craft. And then you give them this opportunity in a good team. That's the other thing. Like for good, for good young players, it's very, very hard for them to progress if they, if they step into a first grade side, which is, which is busted and not mm. doing any well. So, so all, all of these things sort of feed into each other, which, which either feed, um, you know, these, these wonderful periods where you're winning or they feed periods where you're losing. Yeah. It's, it seems almost impossible to hang on to all your depth these days. The, the poachers are out there, aren't they? And But if you do create some depth, it needs to be happy depth too. The, like the players are so restless in, in you know with their managers looking around everywhere rather than staying and looking at the challenge of making it to the top level at your club. Well, he was... You're 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 a hundred years old, so you'll you'll appreciate the way a sport used to be. <laughs> but but I think I my, in reality, the fact that coaches, old school coaches like Craig Bellamy and Wayne Bennett are, are still getting players to play for them, tells me that regardless of how different a, a, this new generation of people are and players, and not just our sport, all sports, regardless of how different they are. They still will respond to old school things like, like um, you know, hard and fast rules and discipline and culture, which is built out of having those those very tough guidelines um, that that the Wayne Bennett's and Craig Bellamy's of this world insist upon. Mm. And 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 I even think when I look at Ivan Cleary, I think he's from that as well. And I think he demands those standards. And I don't think you know when. when Perhaps when younger players think about how tough some of these rules and regimes can be, that maybe it, maybe they think, you know, I, I, I don't want to be part of this. I want to take an easier route. Oh, there's a, there's a big money offer on, on offer, but but I think in some ways they still crave 
what that discipline gives you. Mm, and yeah. I think once you're in a system where that discipline still exists, I think you really start, I, I think then they appreciate, you know, that, that those, those tougher parameters are actually what's going to make them a great footballer, what's going to give them success. And ultimately, if we think about, you know, all people enjoy financial reward, but it will come in systems like that a lot easier than it will come from jumping from club to club. And, of course, we see that because clubs, all the clubs have got, um, because of the success of the NRL and, and the grants and all the rest of it, they've got the money to spend. So, so these clubs who are desperate to attract good players and, and, and try and bolster their sides and turn into one of these good clubs, they'll pay this big money. The trap for players who will bounce from, from one to the other, eventually that will erode you because if, if you keep playing for clubs who are struggling, you'll end up struggling yourself. It's a fact. Um, so I think as much as they look upon these harder regimes as maybe that's a tougher place to play footy, eventually it'll be the place that gives you the long and lasting yeah. success that we yeah, all crave. Yeah, good point. Hey, um, I know it's probably a pointless question given your disdain for anyone on a football team that wears numbers one through five. But, <laughs> it, you know, like this back line looks okay, doesn't it? Walsh, Cobbo, Staggs, Farnworth, just a, a mention of a few, the, the outside backs. Yeah, but once again, Paddy, and, and again, this is my favourite thing about forward tackle winning football games, but, but it is the reality. Um, it doesn't matter how good a back line is. If, if you're forward, don't create. And, and rugby league is such a simple game. It's a game of, it's a game of yards and, and meterage. And so if, if you don't win that battle of the ground in terms of who's, who's gaining enough so that you can get them close enough to the try line so they can weave their magic... It's of no consequence. So, so I, I look at our forward pack as well. And but, but again, you look at our forward pack and you think the same thing. You think of the, you think of the forward pack, you think of the back line, and you think, well, you know what? Both of them are pretty good. Yeah. So, so if both are doing, you know, so if our forward pack does their job and the backs chime in when they need to, well, there's no reason again why we're well, we're not a top four, a top four side who, who are capable of, of going on. Yeah, Carrigan and Reynolds stand up. I reckon you know we're a big chance. They 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 they're there all season. And Haas stays injury yeah. free, more injury free than last year. Yeah, oh. yeah they're they're they're, they're the influential they're, three. I reckon. But if we think about if we think about a player who epitomises the way I look at the Broncos, it's Pat Carrigan. Holy yeah. smokes. If he if he could get if he get thirteen blokes with his mindset and the way that he goes about it, and he's a real look, he, he's a wonderfully talented footballer. But he, you know the best of him is, he, is this wonderful work ethic that he's got. Yeah. That just turns up and does his job and does it tough, does it does it hard, and keeps on going. That's what clubs and success are built on. Players like him. Yeah. They all talk up Tom Flegler too, don't they? What yeah. do you think of him, Webby? Well. I don't know that. I mean, we've seen some of it, but I don't know that that if you when when I think about the two of them, and and look, there's no doubt in his talent. He's yet to convert that into what Pat, Paddy Carrigan's converted his talent into. Okay. So talent's never enough heels, as you know. It is always the ones who couple it up to a superior work ethic. They're the ones who shine. They're the ones who become the superstars. Paddy Carrigan's doing that. Flegler, for whatever reason, hasn't yet hasn't yet climbed that mountain. If he does, he's he, he is no doubt in the same sort of realm that Paddy Carrigan is. Yeah. Hey, very quickly, we're running out of time, but I want to get your thoughts on on Wayne Dolphins. You've obviously spent a little bit of time with him off the off season. You know, you're both darling Downs farmers. We know that. Of um, course. Um, how's he going? What's his mindset? Is he ready to rumble? Well, mate, I spoke to him at length about it, and, and you know, talking talking to him about footy is like. Um, cracking a coconut open, like he's, he's like he's he's reluctant to give much away. But all he does give you is this air of confidence that he always has. 
Yeah. And he and he talks about you know oh this is it's obviously difficult and all the rest of it. But he said ah oh, these boys are these boys are good. He said, and that's what he how he talks to me. He said the boys are good. He said they're they're training well. They're working hard. Um, but then again, you know, we look at that and, and I hear him say that, and then I see that trial the other day, uh, day against the Titans, and you can't help it. Now, you've got to remind yourself the trials are exactly what they are. They're there as a trial. Yeah. And so to, to judge anything on trial form is folly. But but when you're a fresh club, and, and, and well, a brand new club, going into your first season, I would hate to, to, to be in the position where you just get a shellacking. Maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they, they had a whole heap of players they would have played or played a different way or whatever it was. But it cannot be good for you to get to get a, a walloping like that before you start the season. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think in my heart of hearts, I, I think Wayne Bennett is still a good enough coach that he will not let that club... And he will understand the importance of, of it being an expansion club. He will he will bend over backwards to make sure, at the very least, that they are competitive and don't embarrass themselves that that area or the game itself. Yeah. So I, I think they'll be solid. I think that I think it's impossible to think that they can have a huge season where they might you know make the finals or something like that. I don't think the depth is there for that, simply because you know with an expansion club we, we're we're expanding so that we grow a bigger player base. And so that player base really doesn't exist yet, but it won't exist unless you give them a club to go to. Yeah. So it's a bit of chicken and egg stuff. So so the, the task is enormous, but I think they've got the right bloke for it. Brilliant, Webby. Great to chat. Channel 7's, uh, well, sports director now, I think, uh, if we're going to call him. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> he, a spiritual leader. Big <laughs> thing, Paddy, yeah. Bowl chain. Brilliant. Thank you, Webby. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, boys.